proceeds this year support patients at the Welch Cancer Center through the Foundation's Comfort Care Program. See you on the 15th. Register online at SheridanHospital.org. Shop your locally owned Napa Auto Parts store and your dollar supports Sheridan families and the local economy. Call Steve Thompson and his team first for hundreds of years of automotive experience. Auto, truck, ag, heavy duty and construction machines. If it's got a motor, Napa's got the parts and the know-how to get the job done right the first time. Nationally known, locally owned. It's not just a slogan, it's Napa Auto Parts Sheridan. Open seven days a week at 2018 Coffeen. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, AARP is an interest group here in the United States focusing on issues affecting those over the age of 50. The organization reported more than 38 million members in 2018. The magazine and the bulletin that it sends out to its members are the two largest circulation publications in the United States. And joining me this morning from the AARP is Nancy Drummond. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. How are nice you? rain we had this it is, weekend. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful outside. It, it, it kind of shocked me at how fast we went from 95 on average to, I think, this week. I don't, I'm not sure if we're going to break 70 this week. I don't week. think so. It looked like it's all going to be 60s, oh. which is fine with me. Yes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect temperature, right? It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife is uh, ecstatic about that. Now, Nancy, what is it that you do for AARP? I'm a volunteer for AARP. So um, Clarence Montano is our, I think they call him Oh, I can't remember. Like a representative? Yeah, it's a volunteer group that we have here in Sheridan that's very active. Um, This weekend they did, they were part of the 100-year celebration up at the VA. And so um, Clarence is an awesome leader. So he just gathers us up and we do all kinds of things to promote AARP and what they do because people don't realize that it is very nonpartisan and that... It is just doing the good for people who are 50 and over. So it's for everybody over the age of 50. It doesn't well, matter. Yeah, and if you're younger, you can get information from them too. So it's a great group. And what is it exactly that AARP does uh, for members over the age of 50? Well, they have all kinds of benefits that they offer. If you're a member, it's $16 a year, which is a really good price, and you get all kinds of discounts on flights and um, travel and medical stuff and you name it. They have 
discounts, you just go to the website, aarp.com or org, I can't remember, and um, you find all the information there. Now, one thing that I do know, I get a lot of scam information from AARP. They're great about that. Yeah. Uh, I talk to the sheriff's office uh, every month. They've got a new scam that's come out, uh, people trying to prey on seniors and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, tug at the heartstrings to get to your financial information. And so it's great to see that, uh, you know, an organization of this size uh, taking the time uh, doing their research and sending right. it out to us. And, and it's great to have that. And as soon as I get a new scam up, I try to get it up as soon as possible because it seems like it's one of those battles. You know, every time we gain an inch, mm-hmm. boy, they find a way around it, you know. Well, it seems like um, there's a lot of them about Social Security and Medicare. They will not call you at all unless you initiate that request. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you get a call from one of these organizations, more than likely, this is a scam. Yeah. Uh, now, if uh, if you get a call and you're like, "Wow, you know, they just they really knew too much for it to be a scam," or you think they are, hang up on them and yeah, call them back. Exactly. You don't need to answer the phone if you don't know who it is. Yeah. Exactly. Now. What is the, we're going to dive into Medicare and Medicaid here, mm-hmm. folks. So, Nancy, what's the difference between Medicare and Medicaid? And a lot of people get this confused. Medicare is what you've paid into as you've worked. That's for health care. It's a federal program that is offered. And Medicaid is what you apply for from the state. It's a state program that helps people under a certain income level, pay for the Medicare B premiums or their medications, things like that. But there are two applications that are entirely different, go to entirely different places. But the one thing to remember is Medicare is federal and Medicaid is state. And you hear that in conversation a lot, one being used for Mm -hmm. the other. It even amongst journalists, uh, we have sat down together and said, okay, this one is this one, yeah. and this one is this one, because we see that as well. I mean, it is very easy to get those mixed up. Now, what is the marketplace? Because that's something different. The marketplace is the Affordable Health Care Act, <clears throat> and that helps people find insurance what we are is navigators. I'm a navigator for the marketplace. You call Enroll Wyoming or 211, and they'll direct you to one of us. There's, I believe, 12 of us now in the state of Wyoming that help people mark, um, navigate through the process of finding affordable health care because a lot of people don't realize that you can get it. And so... Um, That's the big difference. And a lot of times, if you're under a certain income level, you can get it with no premium and Uh no deductible. Wow. And what I've found, because I do Medicare so much in town, is that somebody wants to retire, but they're really worried about their spouse. What are they going to do for them? And so a person can go on Medicare and their spouse can go on the marketplace. And they could have zero premium and zero deductible, or they could have a lower premium and a deductible. So it covers just like regular insurance. Now, what is a premium? 
a premium is the thing you pay for. If you, I always use a car insurance. Every month you have to pay so much money to have them cover your car. So a premium is just like that for insurance. It's you your pay, payment. Yeah, your payment every month that you pay to have insurance. And then the deductible is sometimes you have to meet a certain amount of money before the insurance company will cover, such as cars. You might have a $500 deductible before they pay for any damages. Okay. Now, you know, just it, I'm glad that they have navigators because this is almost mm-hmm. like a quagmire, isn't it? Like it, trying to wade through all of our options and different programs um, I, I can remember just sitting down and reading some of this stuff uh, back when I wrote a story on a long, long ago. Wow, there's a lot of information out there you got to mm-hmm. go through, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing it. It's weird. I'm not an insurance <laughs> agent at all. I'm just a navigator. You have I, a gift, Nancy. <laughs> I, well, I've been doing it since 95. Oh, so, wow, yeah, wow. I kind of think I maybe know what I'm talking about. But um, I just, when you help a person who really was in dire straits, that feeds my soul. So I keep doing it because I'm just one of those people that like helping others. Yeah. That's why I do it. Now, um, so basically we would have to get on the marketplace and that's where we view all of those options, correct? Mm -hmm. There's quite a few. Yeah. And, And these options, they deal... With Medicare and Medicaid on this marketplace, or is that just Medicare? Marketplace is only insurance for those under 65. Under 65. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, those over 65, they don't even bother with the marketplace. No, because you... Both of them are federally funded programs, Medicare and the marketplace are. And so a lot of people will go on the marketplace for affordable insurance until they turn 65 and then they have to flip over to Medicare. Oh, okay. So there's other options out there besides Mm -hmm. Medicare on this marketplace. It's not all linked to the one program. The marketplace is one program. Medicare is one program. There we go. And Medicaid is one program. So they're all separate and there's all three of them have different applications that you do. Wow. Wow. It, this is a very complicated issue, even just to find something that would work for you. What I try to do is make it simple because yeah. people get so overwhelmed with all the information they get. So it's just my job to make it easier for them. Yeah, because once you even apply, then the mailings start, right? Then they start mailing <laughs> you information that you need to know. When you're going to be 65, the year before you're turning 65, you're going to be inundated with so much information from insurance companies that um, when I turned 65, I started getting them. And here I, I've done this for years and years yeah. and years. And I was like, holy cow. And so I just had to talk myself to do it the right way. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I can handle this. But so I understand that anxiety people get for what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Almost too much information at once. Uh, You know, the old, uh, the old adage of opening the fire hydrant, Uh trying to take a drink, right? Exactly. You need that water. Yeah. But boy, this is just, (laughs) 
that's a bit Kinda overwhelming. Kind of like Saturday's rain. You don't need that much. <laughs> Just enough to make the ground wet. Yeah. Now, are there... There are certain times uh, that people can get on there and register for these. Is there? Have they ever explained to you as to why we've reserved these small time frames to get this done? No, they haven't. I know for Medicare, um, there's a part of Medicare called Medicare D, and that does your prescriptions. And that open enrollment starts October 15th through December 7th. We recommend that everybody look at that plan that they're on to make sure their pharmacy's still in the plan, that their drugs that they're taking are still covered, and that it fits their budget. Because I have found numerous people that maybe got a plan years ago for $90, and you're going, well, you could have saved so much money. So it's important to talk to one of us that do that and make sure that that plan is still something that works for you. On the marketplace, that starts November 1st and goes through January 15th. Then to add a little confusion to the whole mess, (laughs) we have special enrollment periods. And so if you're going on Medicare and your birthday, say, in October, on Medicare, you have three months before your birthday, the month of your birthday, and three months after your birthday to sign up. And that's called a special enrollment just because of when your birthday falls or if you retire. Mm. That's a whole different scenario because if you have insurance, there's penalties. You won't get a penalty if you wait and sign up later. And on the marketplace also, if you've lost your job, there's been a death in the family, you've had a baby or whatever circumstance, then you qualify for a special enrollment period. So the best thing to do is always call, like for me, you call the senior center, the hub on Smith, and they'll schedule an appointment with me. Or if you want the marketplace, the best way to do it is call 211 which is an amazing resource that the state of Wyoming, well, it's nationwide. Okay, so if we're, if we're sitting down, we're considering this, best place to start, 2-1-1. That's what I would say. And then you, you basically tell them, this is who I am, this is how old I am, this is where I'm at, this is how much I make, mm-hmm. help me out. Yeah, and they'll direct you. They do everything. They There's... It, there's so many resources that people don't know that 211 offers. And so that is the best place to get started on any question you have, whether it be like LEAP for your heating or assistance to pay for your MDU bill. Just call 211. They know the answers oh, and wow. where to direct you. So there's folks out there mm-hmm. who could be struggling right now and mm-hmm. they don't even know. Right. I call 211 and I might be able to ease a right. little bit of this burden. Yeah, it always works that way. Wow. Yeah. So wow. 211 just got a grant this year to promote themselves because so many people don't know what it offers. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea that 211 was even an uh, uh, an option mm-hmm. that there is someone out there who can yeah. walk me through this extremely difficult process. And they'll give you direction as to who you can talk to. They'll refer to me or like Eric Solness in Buffalo. He does the same thing I do with just the marketplace. And so there's people all over the state that can help you in <clears throat> 
people get frustrated because they don't know the answer. But if you don't ask the question, you're never going to find the answer. Exactly. Exactly. All right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will continue with Nancy Drummond from AARP. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. 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 Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Auto Glass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. We offer same day appointments for chip repair. Novus is also the only glass shop in town that can provide recalibrations for your safety systems on newer vehicles. Mention this ad, get $5 off a chip repair and $20 off a replacement. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Auto Glass 307 672 for an appointment. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. The following message is presented by Century21BHJ.com. It's National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so get your purple ready. Join the Advocacy and Resource Center for our annual March Against Family Violence, October 8th at 9 a.m. Meet us at Grinnell Plaza, and we will walk up and down Main Street taking a stand against family violence in our community. Stay to hear a survivor story and announce our Advocacy and Action recipient. For more information, check out our Facebook page or call 307-672-7471. Once a Packer fan, always a Packer fan. It's canned Ice Ice Baby here, VIP with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports and first Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Did you hear what happened this week? Let's recap. He's back. It's Dave McAllister. Thank you. Nice to be back. Dave Cox, Desperado Dave, is out sick today. I gotta say Dave Cox because we have two Daves now. Yes, he is sick like his picks were last week. Kick though, a guy when he's down. That's right. Wow, he did have sick picks, didn't he? Four points. Yeah. I yeah, think this. he's sick for a reason. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Denver is at Las Vegas. Terrible 2-1 and one team. Quick stat for you. They're the first team in the last 30 years in the NFL to win a game, even though they had eight more three and outs than their opponent. Wow. That Such was, a disaster. That was bad. You can join us. Make your picks. You'll have the chance to win a prize valued at $100 if you have the high score for the week. Make your picks on the Pro Football Pick'em Contest page on sharedmedia.com. Oh, and tune in every Wednesday morning at 740 to KROE 103.9. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. This morning, I am joined by Nancy Drummond. She's from AARP. We've been discussing Medicare, Medicaid, and the enrollment requirements, as well as coverage available with them. 
Now, uh, uh, before we go too much farther, one more time, Nancy, when is the open enrollment for the marketplace? And uh, because there is a specific time frame. The open enrollment for the marketplace starts November 1st and runs through January 15th. The open enrollment for Medicare D is October 15th through December 7th. Okay. Now, what information should a person gather about themselves before they give you a ring so that they've got everything laid out in front of them and they can go forward quickly? For the marketplace, you should have your social security number, your list of medications, and what you think your income is going to be for 2023, because that's what they base the premiums on. Oh, so it's next year's income as opposed to this year's. Right. All right. So then uh, <clears throat> let's talk about Medicare D. Uh, this this one seems it's it's pretty important to a lot of folks around here. Mm-hmm. This is the one that pays for prescriptions, correct. correct? That's why it's called Medicare D for drugs. Oh, wow. Okay. When you um, get on Medicare and you start your Medicare D, you should, when you come to see me, if you have your Medicare card, you have to bring it because you can't do anything without the Medicare number. If you don't have a Medicare card, then you get it through Social Security, and I can help you. I've done that a numerous amount of times. Or you can go to the Social Security office, and they'll help you. So you bring your Medicare card, your list of meds. I have had (laughs) so many people, well, I take blood pressure medication, and I have thyroid disease, and, you know, I've been doing this long enough. I know what a lot of those drugs are, but the best way to do it is bring your list of medications. Yeah. Those two things are of utmost importance, so I can help you with that. Okay. Now, <clears throat> we know we know Medicare D open enrollment. It begins October 15th, 15th and that will go through? December 7th. All right. Now, is there any place someone can, can go, let's say, online or, or uh, any other information that they can sit and kind of read for themselves if they're more of the independent type? Um, for Medicare, you go to Medicare.gov, and you have to make sure it's the official site because there's a lot of Medicare.coms and Medicare.orgs that are just insurance companies disguising themselves. Wow, really? Oh, God, yeah. Wow. It's, it's amazing. So make sure you go to Medicare.gov. And there you can get a zillion pieces of information. If you're going to the marketplace, you go to healthcare.gov. And the same thing applies there is that there's healthcare.com and healthcare.org. And those are insurance companies that aren't affiliated with the marketplace at all. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not only <laughs> is this kind of a quagmire we have to get through. But there's other people, other companies out there mm-hmm. trying to kind of scam you a little bit. A little bit. My goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of like uh, going to rent a movie and they put the same kind of cover on it, but right. it ain't the right movie. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. That little thing to try and confuse you. Make mm-hmm. sure, folks, that you're going to dot gov. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, can people enroll their relatives Yes. Uh, they can. Yes. Okay, yeah. If I'm taking care of someone, mm-hmm. um, maybe they don't have the ability to do this themselves. Right. What do so they need to do? So for me, I do everything through the Hub on Smith. They schedule all my appointments. 
I'm going to be there during open enrollment on Wednesdays and Thursdays. We do have a couple other people that are going to help. So um, that's the best place to call is the Hub on Smith, and they'll schedule everything and just bring the information, the Medicare card and the list of meds. The person that you're helping does not need to be there. And so I do it that way. For the marketplace, you can call 211 or you can go to healthcare. No, don't go to healthcare.gov. Call 211 and I meet people at the library. Okay. And so I just schedule times with them at the libraries. Both, uh, all the programs I help with, I can also do Zooms if you're not able to make it for whatever reason in person, I'll do a Zoom with you. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So there's no reason not to get the help you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. Now, it always seems like it's such a, a, a difficult thing for people of every age to try and get into the marketplace and understand this. To notify the hub and get your help, do I need to be over 50? No. Mm-mm. I can be 26 years old. If you're taking care of your mom and she needs help, they'll skip. They don't ask for appointment or uh, ages. Okay. They just do it. And those ladies at the front desk, I tell you, if I didn't have them, I don't know what I'd do. Miracle work. They are wonderful. Yeah. And it's, the fact that the hub lets me do it there is awesome. Yeah. It, yeah, really is. Mm-hmm. Are you able to help a younger individual on their own journey into the marketplace? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So if uh, someone out there is like, you know, I'm working this job, it just doesn't pay enough or it doesn't provide the type of insurance that I need, I just need to get a hold of Nancy. Yeah. And you can help Absolutely. help us out. That's fantastic, yeah. Nancy. That's what I'm there for. Now, uh, uh, one more time, how do we contact you? Just to be sure that I know people know. So there's three ways. If you're talking about Medicare, call the hub at 307 307- Six seven two 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 four zero. They'll schedule an appointment with me. If you want information about the marketplace, then you just you can um, email me at nancy at org, or you can call and leave a message on my computer at 307-461-9099. Nancy, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and coming in here and speaking with us about this. And thank you for everything that you do. No problem. I do not think uh, as many people would have coverage uh, as as they do now because of you navigating through this. It's just uh, it's it's an amazing forest of information. It's a puzzle that I like helping people solve. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love your outlook on it as well uh, and the challenge that you, you overcome every day. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Anytime. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with VA psychologist Katie Card. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you 
Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Are you facing foreclosure or pre-foreclosure and you don't know what to do? Do you want to still be able to walk away with some equity before you lose your property? Why our innovation is here to help. Why our innovation will come to your home, evaluate the value, and make your cash offer with minimal bank involvement. You can avoid the foreclosure process, keep your record clean, and walk away with some equity. Find out more at wirerenovation.com or find them on Facebook. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. One in three women and one in four men in the United States have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. On a typical day, domestic violence hotlines receive approximately 21,000 calls. That's an average of close to 15 calls a minute. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crime in this nation. Joining me for the second part of our show this morning is Sheridan VA Healthcare Systems psychologist Katie Card and Public Information Officer Christina Miller. Good morning, ma'am. Uh, you are in Casper right now. How are you? 
I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Floyd. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. I know you're very busy over there. Christiane, I want to thank you for coming on as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's actually a good point to bring up is we have clinics all around the state. So Katie's absolutely. down there in Casper. Yep, yep. And, and uh, what are you doing over there today, Katie? If I can so, ask. actually, I came down here because there was an event with some of our community partners down here in Casper celebrating the kickoff for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so last night there was a candlelight vigil down here in Casper to help remember some of the victims who have experienced domestic violence. A lot more than what people would initially think, isn't it? Very, very much more. Very much more. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning, Katie. What is intimate partner violence in definition? So that's a really good question. People often get intimate partner violence confused with domestic violence. So domestic violence is something that takes place within a household, and it can be between any two people in that household. It can be between a parent and a child or siblings or even like roommates, right? That's domestic violence. Intimate partner violence takes it a step further. It can only occur between current or former partners. So it describes physical, sexual, identity, coercion, emotional, stalking, all of those types of things that occur by a current or former partner. And it's on a continuum or a frequency that varies in severity from chronic to a few times to more severe leading to battering and potentially even death. And it occurs in heterosexual relationships. It occurs in same-sex relationships. And for intimate partner violence, it doesn't even require sexual intimacy or cohabitation. It's literally just anyone who we'd identify as an intimate partner. Now, here's here's a tough question that I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Is there an increased prevalence of intimate partner violence in the military as opposed to civilians that we have found? There is. We know that at least three times as many people who were in the military will experience intimate partner violence over their lifetime. And in fact, it's even higher for certain populations. So like you said, one in four women or one in three women, when we're talking about physical specifics, if we're talking about intimate partner violence impacting someone in a way that it is going to affect the rest of their life, we know that one in four women will experience it to that level, and one in seven men will experience severe violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. And when I say severe violence, I'm talking about being burned, strangled, beaten almost to the point of unconsciousness, severe violence. Wow. Yeah. A tough issue yeah, to talk it's about. Pretty high. Uh, um, do we have any idea as to why 
this continues to be an issue uh is there is there a chain that we can somehow break you know it would be great if we could say that there is a single thing that points to intimate partner violence but if we've learned anything from research there's no one thing that says okay this person is more likely to experience IPV or this person is more likely to use these kinds of behaviors. What we know is that there's a lot of stigma that is associated when it comes to domestic violence and when it comes to intimate partner violence. There's so much stigma that it prevents people from going and getting care. So we know that less than a third of individuals who have experienced IPV actually go and get care for their injuries. Less than a third. Less than a third. Uh, is, is this is? Do they happen to know or have a theory as to why? Is this because, you know, the old black eye adage? You know, it it's happened again. I know when I go into the hospital this time, the doctor is gonna is gonna make me talk about it. Uh, is is that what's going on, or or, or, or there's just a, a myriad of reasons? There is a myriad of reasons. It's A lot of it has to do with stigma, the fear that if I go and get treatment, I'm going to be punished for that, the fear of even going out and saying, you know, this is happening to me, or even that I'm using behaviors that are resulting in hurting someone I love and I don't know what to do about it, it results in a lot of stigma. People have reactions to that when they hear it. But we do know that there's so many people who actually do better once they um, talk to someone about IPV. We know, for example, from research that 2.6% of women or 2.6 times, sorry, not percent, um, of women who went to a medical facility said that they appreciated having their health care provider actually ask about IPV. So I think some of it is even as providers, we're a little nervous to ask about it. Yeah. um, Because maybe we don't know what to do with it. But also it comes from the other side being worried, what are they going to say? What are they going to do um, if I do disclose that I'm experiencing this? You know, and one of the cool things I I wanted to mention the first time I um, really got to talk to Katie when she came to our VA that I thought was pretty phenomenal that you don't hear much about is with our intimate partner violence program um, is that it's, um, it's not just for the receiver of violence and and maybe Katie if you can talk a little bit about the users and that and that yeah. uh addressing the source. Yeah, yeah, if you would please. Yes, absolutely. So in the VA, we work with both sides of the equation. So we work with veterans who experience their partners, VA staff, anyone who experiences intimate partner violence and the individuals who are using intimate partner violence. 
because when we talk about this, it's really trying to get at the source and say, let's stop it before it even really starts to happen. So let's stop it when people are starting to raise their voices in a relationship and starting to realize that we're going down this pattern of behavior that's unhealthy. So let's figure out what we can do in terms of treatment to work with people and be able to help them change those behaviors to learn different coping skills so they don't feel like the only skill that they have is to throw something because that's the only way they feel like they're heard. Now, Katie, most of the time, (laughs) do you end up having to catch these users early? Uh, Because I would think that by the time that they are, you know, abusing their partner on a regular basis, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to, they don't want to be addressed about it. They don't want anyone knowing about it. And so there's going to be some sort of resistance uh, to discussing it, to disclosing everything that's happened so far. I mean, how do we get the user abuser in to talk about this type of situation? I think the first thing that we try to do, at least for the VA, is trying to decrease stigma. And that's actually one of the biggest things that I work with community folks on is how can we decrease stigma? How can we break down some of the barriers? And one of the ways that we do that is through changing our language. So instead of saying victim or batterer, We talk about someone who has experienced intimate partner and someone who uses intimate partner violence. And so just by doing that, we're changing it from you are this evil thing to you have these bad behaviors. And what we know about intimate partner violence, what we know about domestic violence is it's a learned behavior. And if it's a learned behavior, that means that it's something that we can change. But if I've been using these behaviors for so long, it's going to be much harder for me to change them. There's going to be a lot more shame and guilt and even identification with the behavior as a part of me than if we catch it earlier on. So part of what we do is try to get people to understand that we don't all come out of the womb knowing all these different coping skills, knowing how to deal with emotions. And so destigmatizing and saying, hey, you know, you didn't learn these behaviors that were healthy. Let us help you learn some healthier communication skills so you aren't using or resorting to more violent tactics. And we're seeing... We're seeing results from this. Uh, You're going to have to uh, forgive my reluctance. Uh, Growing up in in certain situations, uh, Mm -hmm. I witnessed this intimate partner violence. Um, Luckily, not not under like my father's house, but on on, under another roof, I did. Mm -hmm. And so there's this there's anger. There's, uh, you know, reluctance to work with the user on my behalf. Um, And and I'm sure the community as a whole feels this to some extent where we're like, 
you know, why are you showing that individual some sort of mercy? Why, why, why are we wanting to listen to that individual after everything that they've done? And I guess I can understand where you're coming from because we've got to break this chain. And to do that, we've got to understand it more. Uh, how do you help individuals like me? Uh, imagine I'm the brother-in-law. I'm, I'm, I'm the father uh, who, who is witnesses to someone, happen to someone that they love. Mm-hmm. Convince me to listen to the user. So that is an excellent question and something that comes up um, as I work with people all the time. One thing that I like to ask folks is, are you 100% the sum of all the actions that you have ever done? God, I hope not. And a lot of us like to think yes. (laughs) But... Is that true? Are you really the sum of all the actions that you've done? Maybe. But what if you aren't? What if as a human you are inherently worth something? And as a human, and I believe that most of us would view this, if you hold a newborn baby, you think, oh, my gosh, This baby is worthy of all the love, all of the protection, all of the things that the world can possibly give her, all the kindness or him, all the kindness that we can give this baby, right? And people have this innate desire to want to love, to protect all sorts of things, whether it's their baby or someone else's. But that's this idea of common humanity, and that's what I try to tap into with folks is Learning and remembering that people weren't always this way. People didn't always behave in this way. And if we can tap into that, if we can remember a time before this person acted in this way, I don't have to sit there and say, oh, I forgive you for strangling me. I don't have to sit there and say, you know, I forgive you for hurting my sister or my brother or whatever. We don't have to do that. But if we can look and say, I want you to get some help so you never feel like that's the only option you have ever again. That next time you'll really know that you have a choice between what behaviors you use. That your anger doesn't cloud you so much that you go into a fit of rage and hurt someone that you love. And this is, this is all part of this new approach, you know, destigmatizing the language, destigmatizing yeah. the issues so that we can address people on a common ground and say, we're going to break this cycle. We're not going to pass this on to the kids. And maybe in, you know, maybe we'll never get rid of it. Maybe, maybe we will never be rid of this type of situation. But if we can at least reduce it uh, through yeah. this. So there's, there's therapy, there's options, there's things that we yeah. can do, right? Yes, the VA has several evidence-based treatment protocols that are specifically designed for people who use violence in intimate relationships 
teaches people how to manage their emotions in a more effective way, teaches people how to set boundaries that are healthy and appropriate, how to learn for themselves what is appropriate and isn't appropriate. Because if I've grown up in an environment where I've seen that yelling or pushing or shoving or controlling behaviors is just par for the course, I'm going to keep doing that because I think that's normal for a family. Katie, how do we get the user to this point, though? Because a lot of times, because of the shame, because of the guilt, because they know what they're doing is wrong, they have to. (laughs) They don't want, you know, uh, uh, like me with my alcoholism for 14 years. Yes, I knew I was an alcoholic, but I didn't care. That was one of the worst (laughs) parts about my alcoholism. I was okay with it. So admitting it was not my first step. Uh, Going beyond that and acting on that, that was my first step. How do we get users to that first step? Admit that this this is what you're doing. This is wrong, and you need to get it changed. Many of them, I would assume, don't want to admit that, number one. And number two take that first step towards some sort of recovery, some sort of therapy. You know, I have a a rough time just getting my brothers and sisters who suffer from PTSD to walk through that that door. I can only imagine the challenge that you're facing. How do we get there? So I wish that I had the perfect answer for you. I think that one way that we get there is by showing compassion for the person, being able to sit there and say, I know these behaviors aren't who you are and they aren't who you want to be. So when you're ready, I know someone you can talk to. And just throwing it out there saying, I see you as more than your behaviors. I see so much potential in you as a human. You don't have to stay stuck here if you don't want to. If you want to do something different, there is a way. What a lot of people get stuck in is they don't know what other way there is. They don't know any other ways to deal with this. And if it helps, IPV isn't a mental health diagnosis. Some people look at it and go, man, you know, I'm not really, I don't really struggle from mental health stuff. I don't want to deal with that stuff. Okay. Well, IPV is an experience. IPV is a set of behaviors. So maybe you don't want to talk about mental health stuff? Fine. But maybe you'd like to talk about behavior changes, behavior patterns. Ma'am, I hate hate to cut you off. Uh, The conversation is so good right now, but we are out of time. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and the events that you're taking part of right now, which I will get up online for everybody. Uh, to be with us, and uh, thank you for everything that you do for our veterans. I'm going to tell you right now, your compassion, your compassion for everyone. Um, it is rare, it is vital, and it is appreciated. Uh, it is people like you who are going to help take this uh, horrible experience out of the world. Thank you. Thank you so much, Floyd. Christina, thank you for yeah, coming in, thank my you, friend. Floyd. I greatly appreciate it. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE. At 103.9 FM, shared.
At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Great paint jobs start with great quality paint tools. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Quality tools are the most important investment you'll make as you begin your painting project. With superior brushes, rollers, and pads, it's possible to reduce the amount of time and effort it takes to finish your painting project and guarantee great results. We are continuing our paint sales so you can get your fall painting project jump-started. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Since 1892, Considering a big project and don't know where to begin, Wagner Ranch Services can help. Our experienced staff of engineers and equipment operators can take your project from the design and permitting phase right up through construction and completion. Wagner Ranch Services can design, permit, and construct roads, reservoirs and ponds, excavate foundations, install utilities, and more. We can handle projects big and small from start to finish. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane. Give us a call at 752-2787. Good morrow, ladies and gents. It is my distinguished honor to welcome you to the Renaissance. The Renaissance? I love it. How progressive and what a delightful name for a play. My play. Do tell me more. The Renaissance is not a play. It's a period of time. The time in which we are living. And we're not presenting a play. We're presenting a musical. A musical called Something Rotten. A musical? How curious. What of it? Nothing's more amazing than a musical. It has song, dance, frivolity, eggs, and Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Tremendous. Count me in. I'll produce it at once. Producing has already commenced. The very extravagant performance house known as The Wire will be presenting Something Rotten Saturday, October 15th for their fundraising gala. Gala? Fancy. How do I get tickets? You may obtain tickets through internet witchery at wyotheater.com or by hailing the box office. The Renaissance seems to be quite revolutionary. Good for us. I shall plan my outfit and purchase my tickets immediately. Huzzah! Get your tickets for Wyo Gala 2022, Something Rotten, Saturday, October 15th at 6 p.m. 